0: Hi friends, welcome to the Management Minute Home Team Podcast, the daily podcast for those outcasts working at home during this global pandemic. The goal of this podcast is to make working at home work for you. It's a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. My name is Scott Hammond. I'm a professor of management, a teacher, a consultant, and an author. And I teach in the online MBA program at Utah State University. And honestly, I love it. I really do. Today I'm going to tell you a story about a quilt. And the story begins at our cabin in Christmas Meadows in Utah. High up in the mountains, in the High U.N.'s wilderness area, right at the edge of the wilderness area, my family has a small cabin We're among the lucky people who are able to lease this land from the Forest Service. Since I can remember on cold winter nights, fall nights, we would snuggle by the fire and try to get as warm as we could. There's no heating in this cabin. It's a rustic cabin, and we'd try to warm up as much as we could. We'd heat a rock up in the fireplace or in the wood-burning stove and put it in our beds, and then we would snuggle under these warm, warm quilts. And by 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the fire had gone out and the temperature was dropping. And by the time we woke up in the morning, it was cold everywhere except under those quilts. Those quilts, I thought, were magic. And so I asked my mother where they came from, and she told me this story. In the 1930s, my grandfather, John W. Carlson, was a young man, a young, recently married man. He was trying to raise a family in Cache Valley in Logan, Utah. And he was deaf. It was hard. Uh, he was able to do some work in some places, but uh, he really liked working at the university because he was a very smart person, and he knew that in order to work at the university on a long-term basis, he had to have more training. He had to earn a Ph.D. So at the height of the Depression, he... Did something that was amazing. He left his family in Logan, Utah and went to the University of Wisconsin for three years to work on a PhD. In Cache Valley they had a few acres, they had a few sheep, they had a cow, they had some really good neighbors, they had a good community and they didn't have hardly any money. Most of the money was going to support grandpa. Now the winters in Cache Valley are really really cold. And the furnace needed coal, and coal cost money, and they didn't have very much money. So to fight off the bitter winter winds that blew down from Canada and right into their backyard and right under the door, and sometimes right into their bedrooms, my Grandma Carlson went to the Deseret Industries thrift store. And she got all of the old wool pants that people wore to church, wore out going to church, that were donated to the Deseret Industries, and she got them for free. Most of that old, worn-out wool wasn't worth anything, really. And she cut it into squares, small, tiny squares, about three inches by three inches. And she sewed them together and made quills. And now, 85 years later, those quilts have taken the edge off the cold winter for three generations. To me, they're sacred, not just for what they do, but because of what they represent. What is the message that they are telling us? What are they telling me? They're telling me to use what you have. Sometimes what you have, it doesn't seem like it's very valuable, but use what you have and then to sharpen the saw. Sharpen the saw. Stephen R. Covey, you've heard him say that before in his much acclaimed book, Sharpen the Saw. It means take time to sharpen that saw so that you can cut more, cut more efficiently and work better. Now we're in a global pandemic. And it's been hard on many of us. It might be years before the economy truly recovers. Certainly there is going to be a lot of time before uh, things are really back to normal, whatever normal will be. So are we going to wait till normal before we sharpen the saw? For those of us who belong in the knowledge industry, who work with knowledge, sharpening the saw means education and it means doing it now. It means doing it as soon as possible. Now, I'm not just making a pitch right now for the MBA program at Utah State University. It's a great place for a lot of people to go, but it's not for everybody, and it may not be for you, but it's important to find something that is for you, that will help you sharpen your saw. Make yourself more useful. Make yourself more relevant. Make yourself more marketable. Make yourself more prosperous, and make yourself more enlightened, more able to solve complex problems. If you jump in and find something that you need to learn, that you need to work on and learn, it will have a great psychological impact on you. It will have a great economic impact on your family. And by the way, you are not too old. I promise you, you are not too old. Now, I am 65 years old, and in the last few years, I've had at least a half dozen students in my MBA class who are older than I am. If they can do it, you can do it. If it works for them, you can do it. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the MBA program, but you can always, you should always learn. My father was a habitual learner. He loved to learn, but just before he passed away last year, he told me something that uh, was about his deepest regret. Now, my father got a late start on his career. You see, he had to deal with World War II. He had to train to do the invasion of Japan, and while he never participated in that invasion, he had to train for it. He gave up three years of his life. And then he came home and did two graduate degrees. It took him a long time to get going, and then he started his career job, really, when he was age 32. Eventually, he ended up working for the United Nations, and when he turned 62, he had a health problem And uh, at age 62, you have to retire in the United Nations system unless you are perfectly healthy. He retired and then recovered from his health problem and spent the next 32 years in retirement. Last year, just before he passed away, we had a wonderful last day together. And I asked him if he had any regrets. And he said, just one. I spent more time in my life in retirement than I did in my career. See, he really loved his career wow, a 30-year career and a 32-year retirement. You know, we're kind of destined for that because we're going to live longer than my dad did even. We're kind of destined for that. So it's time to think about how we might retool, how we might build something bigger, how we might build something better, how we might build a better career. Do you want a life where you spend most of your life in retirement or a major portion of your life in retirement? I don't. I absolutely do not. I have no plans to retire. I may not be able to keep doing this job in 10 years, but I will find something else to do, something that's relevant and important and gives meaning for me. So retirement is not for me, and it may be for some people, but it's not for me. Retool and have a better career. Retool and have a different career. I have a friend who's an actuary. And after he made a grundle of money, I mean, he was really doing well, he decided he wanted to spend the last 10 years of his career doing what he wanted to do. And that 10 years turned into 20 years. He taught high school math for 20 years. I have a friend who's a CEO or was once the CEO of a small company. Now he's a fireman. Interesting change, right? Something is more meaningful him and quite a bit less lucrative, but more meaningful him, for him. We also at Utah State have a number of professors in the business school who were once exceptional, exceptional business people. David Herman, Shalon Keller, Kent Snyder in the Shingo Institute, Michael Glasser, who, who is just an outstanding professor of entrepreneurship. These are just some of many of my USU Huntsman colleagues who had outstanding business careers, and now are outstanding teachers and scholars. They retooled to head in that direction. You see, our careers are much like that quilt I was describing. If you take the pieces apart, you find something that's worthless, that really seems like waste, that's hollow, that has no value, that you should throw away. But if you stitch them together right, if you piece them together, you will have more than a lifetime of warmth. Your career, the knowledge you create, the abundance that you create for your family will be something that will bless lives for many years and create many possibilities. In my next podcast, I'm going to talk about the career stages and how to retool. Thanks for listening today. Each of our podcasts is designed to support you with your work at home, and we would love to hear from you what's working and what's not. I'd love to hear from you if you're interested in retooling and thinking about a way to move on in some other way. So please send me an email. I'm at scott.hammond at usu.edu. That's scott.hammond at usu.edu. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In the changing world, one investment is sure to pay off is education. It will pay big returns, so keep learning, keep growing. Consider an online MBA from the Huntsman School. You can work at home and grow anywhere. I'm Scott Hammond. Hope to see you in one of our classes.